previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. I went to a book signing for Tony's first book and I waited online because I wanted to get in and out. And so I handed him the books. I bought one for my husband, one for my brother. And he said, and who should I make this out to? And I said, nobody. I just want you to sign it. It will be worth more that way. <laughs> and he looked at me like I was a complete rum dum To the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTC Podcast Network. Hey, everyone. We're dorks. (laughs) We're adorable. Okay, says you. (laughs) Welcome, all you loyal listeners. And first things first, we have a very quick shout out. Thank you, Todd Takei. We are drinking the other beer that you sent us. Coco Banana Dak. Okay, here's the thing. Is this really beer? It's amazing. It's delicious. Maybe it's I have. Sweet. I've never had a beer so sweet. Maybe I have been missing out on all these years because <laughs> here's the thing: this is not beer to me. I don't call this a beer. I don't know what I call it. Um, a beer cocktail extravaganza. Whatever she just said, because <laughs> it's delicious. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Um, I but it, I I don't know. I it doesn't seem like a beer to me. This does not taste like beer to me. It tastes like a cocktail. Yeah. That's okay. why I'm saying it's a co- a beer cocktail extravaganza. Yeah, anyway. Okay, let's start the show, Roxy. First, I'd like to... We have a few announcements, first of all. First of all, Jingle Fest, this Saturday, run. Don't walk. I mean, unfortunately, we can't be there. I've got to work. Roxy's going I'm to... I'm actually going our, to my... Our nephew. Uh, your nephew. Our nephew. I, I thought it would be now our nephew. I see He's that's turning slip. four. Turning four. He's adorable. Um, And he... They just moved and have a brand new pool so he's been like a cute little fishy he's gonna be very sad that uncle chuck's not there though because uncle chuck loves to do water balloons with him yeah and that's our thing that's their thing that's our thing it's very sweet and he's gonna be (laughs) bummed so we'll have to make it up to him somehow i did Mm -hmm. buy him a ton of water balloons though so we'll give them those part of his birthday gift yeah but i would like to bring some things to our attention first i'd like to bring up uh, the ultimate buy nothing score ever for me someone was gifting a laptop computer It's not new, brand new or anything like that, so I don't want to get too excited, but we needed one at the theater, Mm -hmm. and so I got one, and it was amazing. They picked me, and it was great. Got that, but Roxy got excited about, I found another (laughs) posting tonight. Like, you have to go. I'm not going down. Okay, Little, let's just put this in perspective. We live on 56th Street in Manhattan. Yeah. Okay? This was gifted from someone on 38th. Worth it. No, you do the math. Okay, it's it's a huge seedless watermelon. Now, everyone knows I love watermelons. I'm not going to deny that. But I ain't walking almost 20 blocks for a freaking watermelon. I just can't believe that someone posted know, a watermelon on a buy nothing group. They post everything. Anything. I just like, they just, they keep topping themselves. I know. That's, that's, it's really silly. But hello, <laughs> if, I don't know why they have a watermelon and, and why they would want it. Want, right. Why, did, why would you right, buy you're it? You're right. And... It's a little suspicious. Most importantly, Littles, big announcement, kind of. We can't take full credit for this. Okay, so let me explain what happened was John Miller, who won our... What, what contest did he win? The Lookalike Contest. The Lookalike, the lookalike contest. contest. So we sent him his prize, mm-hmm. and we put it in a box of that. And we, well, we, we were trying to be freaking cute, which, you know... <laughs> Well, I had the idea first for your birthday. Oh, that's right. So I got a box of that for my birthday. Very exciting. So I thought it would be fun to send John's prize in the box of that. Mm-hmm. So he'd get a box of that. Right. Okay. So then they go too far. They're very so nice. Sweet. Very sweet. They sent us a little something back in the box of that. Yeah. 
So I thought, you know, and I said, That's it, clever. It, it was a, it was a clever, really nice surprise one day. So we're not going to take credit for this, but we are going to take credit for the next idea of paying it forward. So what we're going to do is because, I mean, think about it, Littles, who doesn't want to get a box of that? Right. right. <laughs> so Roxy and I are putting together a little box of that and we're going to mail it to some random little, okay, in the hopes that we're going to start something here and we're hoping that you will pay it forward. So what we think would be cute, okay, so we have some things that are New York things since we're from New York. While we were in Vegas, we picked up a few Vegas things and mm-hmm. we're going to put those in a box and send it to someone. We're not going to tell you who it is and we don't want any, we don't need any posted pictures or credit. I mean, you can if you want, I guess. Well, but... I was just going to say it would be kind of cute to make it sort of like a flat Stanley situation. Right, right. Or if you wanted to take a picture of like, oh, where is the box of that now? That's true. Traveling okay. around the world. All right, that's fine. So we're going to send it. But anyway, the point is we just want you to pass it along if yeah, you choose. I if mean, you choose. No, no pressure yeah. if, you, if you don't want to. We just thought it would be something cute because we got a box of that and we were so excited. It was just kind of the coolest thing. It was because it was out of nowhere. Right. And so we're going to surprise someone and we're going to send them. And you're just going to get a box of that. Yeah. And I think you'll like it and hopefully you'll send it to someone else. All right, so before we get to our quick emails and stuff, one announcement. We just thought we would pass this along for anyone that didn't see the post. We saw this posted on in one of the Facebook groups, but Bobby Gottfried posts La Lagarie. Lagari? I don't even know how you say it. Look, I'm just I'm just saying it's back. Okay. And he says, Come join the Littles Fantasy Premier League and put your skills to the test against your fellow Littles. The Chatter Memorial Tree Frog Trophy will once again be up for grabs. Can anyone unseat Patrick Moffat, last season's juggernaut? Will we get Solicit to join the league again this year? The only way to find out is to join the league. And then he has a little thing that says, no actual skills required. <laughs> so I guess get in touch with him or he does have this. Um, it's fantasy.premierleague.com. And apparently you can sign up there and get all the information. Otherwise, just reach out to Bobby. I'm sure he'd be more than happy to give you the information you need for that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know we'd be any good at that, Roxy, because we Mm -hmm. don't know that at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I know nothing. I thought it was a trivia team name, honestly, when you just read that. No. no. (laughs) Um, And And then I had a recollection of Simon in his accent saying the Premier League. Yeah, I think we would be better at a hockey league, believe it or not, Bobby. I don't know. um, uh, Well, I mean, I'm kind of suckered in. I mean, Bobby, you'd be proud because, okay, because we were just in Vegas and now we met Ryan Mm -hmm. and we know how much he's into the Vegas. And we were there for when they won their playoff games, you know, for the the round before this. And it was really exciting just to be there because, I mean, we were literally right near the stadium Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah, wherever they play their games. And so that was exciting. So I'm kind of like interested in what they're doing. And then New York, hello, the Islanders. Now they got their butts kicked the other night, but they're in it, you know? So it's kind of it's kind of interesting. So the buzz around here in New York is pretty cool. So anyway, so now let's get to some emails and then we'll get to our Meet the Littles guest. All right. So this is from Sully from Boston. He says, Cal Penn quit house the show to go to work at the White House. Producers were quite angry, so they had him commit suicide, which made like zero sense in the scope of the show. Although I do believe he came back in the final season for some cameos. It's been a while since I've run through it. Oh. Interesting. Speaking of Sully from Boston, he also writes in, (laughs) of course, Tiny Chuck couldn't do a bit of research before taking Little Chuck and Roxy out to the place where the house from the movie was. That's the Meet Me in St. Louis Mm -hmm. that we referred to last episode. Ridiculous. Maybe it was revenge for her not agreeing to a second date (laughs) way back when. Something you want to tell me, Roxy? 
gosh, Sully, that's a good one. Now, it's just little, <laughs> just to reiterate, Tiny Chuck is not on Twitter. So I have to then take screenshots of all these <laughs> and send them to him. And I just thought this time, I normally can't read the replies that he says mm-hmm. on air because, I mean, we have that code or what is that thing? The that, E for explicit content. Yeah, but I just, I'd like to try to keep this a semi, you know, family. Sure. You know, just a hint as what some of these replies are. <laughs> uh, but this time he, uh, this one I can read. He says, ha ha, classic. That's actually pretty funny. Finally, Sully says something worth a shit. Ooh. <laughs> and lastly, before we get to our Meet the Littles guest, we got a little note from James Cunningham. I won't go through the whole thing because it was a long email and it was kind of in reference to us, him coming on the show someday, hopefully, and uh, he will eventually. He's got some stuff going on now, so it's going to be hard right this second. But some things he did say, I cannot say if I am a little any longer. Well, I'm just going to stop you right there. I'm sorry. Once a little, always a little in our book. So he says he hasn't listened to the podcast as much and it's been a while, but he says, I listen to you guys to catch up with old friends I haven't seen in a while. You guys do a good job of bringing up some memories of Jingle Fests of old. You guys accompany me on my walks and at the gym, so I'll keep listening. On a side note, I can't remember the gentleman's name you had on a few weeks ago, but he was the flooring guy, and I have a question I need answered. How is it a guy who graduated from Ole Miss can be an LSU fan? Keep up the good work. So first of all, that I would was... be more than happy to tell you who that was. That was... <laughs> Christopher Giannini. <laughs> I love saying his name. I thought he referenced that in the interview. I'll have to go back and listen. Unless you cut it out. No, I don't think I did. No. Maybe I did. Did I, Christopher? Anyway, maybe Christopher Giannini. Maybe you'll... Chime uh, in. Yeah, chime in. Let James know what how, how that is. Yeah. So anyway, Roxy, let's get out of here. Great guest. Roxy had a particularly good time with this interview, I think, personally. And uh, why wouldn't she? It was a fun interview, and I had a blast. I was a little bummed when I figured out that I had to say his real name, but that's okay. Because <laughs> uh, I love his Twitter, Twitter. name. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, this is Rup Sharma from Cincinnati, Ohio, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. being played in this episode by Jordan Razowski. And this song is called Southern Bell. This one's a lot of fun. You can find him everywhere. And I mean everywhere. YouTube, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So just search Jordan Razowski. You can also find information on his website, www.jordanraz.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N-R-A-Z.com. And as always, we'll play the full song, Southern Bell, at the end of the podcast. all you loyal littles it's now time to meet the littles and we have a real fun one we've already been talking quite a bit off air but please welcome to the podcast patrick smith hey patrick how's it going 
Good. Hello, Roxy, and the Hi. man to whom you are related by marriage. Oh, thanks so much. That's a first. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> She's all excited now. I'm beaming. <laughs> right. So, I mean, let's get right into this because I kind of like teased this a couple episodes ago that you were coming on. And I was so excited because we knew you as Smitty Scoop. So where did that all come from? And when I found out I had to call you Patrick, I was a little bummed. But, you know, it is your name. So I guess that's the fair thing to do. But where'd that come from? Oh, thank you. You're, you're far too kind. <laughs> um, I actually got onto Twitter uh, many years ago because of another podcast I listened to called Ice Cream Social. And all of their listeners are Scoops. Oh. And the listeners have a Scoop name. So. Oh, that's neat. cute. Uh, so where did Smitty come from then? That's a nickname for Smith. Smith? Okay. Well, that's... So Smith was my mom's maiden name. So I have a lot of Smiths in my family. Um, um, my cousin was actually an all-star football player, and I think everyone called him Smitty. Um, oh, so I knew not that. Not Smithy? No. Oh. So there, is, there, no. is there a Smithy scoop? And no. it was taken, so you went with Smitty? No, it's always Smitty. It's always Smitty. All right. Okay. It's always Smitty. <laughs> now, you said you might we might be interested in this podcast. Now, who runs it and stuff? It's uh, three guys out in, in Vegas, and they are working showbiz types. Ah. So there's uh, one guy is the audio uh, guy for the Absinthe, which is a, a Cirque du Soleil type show mm-hmm. that's in front of Caesars. And the other two guys are an improv comedy duo. And I'm not quite sure what they're doing right now because mm-hmm. post-pandemic they've changed. But at one point... One guy was starring as Christian Grey in Fifty Shades of Grey, the parody musical. Yeah, I know it well. And and the other guy was the stage manager of that show. Oh, neat. And they have numerous jobs working various different shows for Vegas. Uh, One of the guys, I think, is at least part of the time now opening for Piff the Magic Dragon. (gasps) Oh, wait, I love Piff. (laughs) (laughs) That's from America's Got Talent, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. Okay, so Fifty Shades of Grey... We're in the theater I work at right now is the Office parody, and that's the same people who wrote Fifty mm-hmm. Shades of Grey. They've written all those, the you know, the Friends and the Saved by the Bell, Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. all those. They just keep turning them out, and yeah. some of them are really good. Yeah. So yeah. How was the Office one? I loved it. I, I saw it. I saw it with my dad. It was. I really enjoyed it. I also knew the guy who played Dwight in it so that was cool to see a friend up there working and yeah i thought i thought everyone did a great job i thought the writing was cool stanley was actually part of the, the band he was band. the bass player in the band so he he had like two scenes that he would get up walk out to the corner of the stage the back corner of the stage say his line and then go sit down with his instrument it was so great yeah now since then the actual stanley no, oh, no, 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 the guy, playing, the guy Stanley. playing Stanley. The casting was, was interesting. Great. We'll say that. And small shout out to the band who's now unemployed because they've since gotten rid of the band yeah. because they had to make budget cuts. And so now they do a pre-record, which is really sad. But they did keep him on. He is, has his lines in the show. I think they added a few things for him. And I think he was like selling T-shirts in the lobby or something <laughs> like that just to keep him employed, yeah. which was great because, you know, I He's mean. He's an integral part of yeah, the I mean, show. Yeah, kind of the office so. without him, right? right. You know, and, and it was a little weird. I mean, normally I'm not opposed to this, but they cast a female as Michael. And so that was, yeah, it was interesting. That's all I can say. She was definitely over the top, just like Michael. So that, I think that was, I think she played the role well. Some of the other ones were spot on. Yeah. You know, even though, you know, it's, it's a parody. They're supposed to be like silly and stuff like that. Anyway, so why don't we get the scoop on you? Oh, did you see what I did there? Mm -hmm. Let's uh, tell anything you want the littles to know all about you. 
Okay. Well, I'm Patrick Smith. I live in Annadale, Virginia, which uh, kind of leads me into how, you know, you said everyone remembers their first email that gets read on the big show. Mm-hmm. So after listening for, I forget how long, when I started college, I you know, read Tony in the Washington Post and then used to see the radio show. And I forget when I started on the, the podcast, but it was probably in the 2011, 2012 time period. But obviously, you know, Jeremy Negrelli is from Annandale, Virginia. He is prolific with the songs. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I got to a little cyber stalking after a certain period of time going, well, like, I live in Annandale. <laughs> Where does Jerry live? <laughs> And it turns out he lives like three blocks away in my neighborhood. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, first of all, I do want to say we don't call it stalking here. We, we call, call it lurking. Yeah. Oh, lurking. I, lurking. I apologize. Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> no, that's I what think, we do. I think lur- you might have been stalking. Lurking we lurk. sounds nicer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> trying to help you out. <laughs> so, so I wrote an email to the show and said, you know, I did a little cyber stalking and discovered that Jerry Negrelli lives three blocks away. Obviously someone that talented i need to make them my friend but i don't know who he is Mm -hmm. perhaps you could just post a picture of tony with jerry and then when i see him at the pool i can pretend that i recognize (laughs) him from that picture and not reveal my cyber stalking (laughs) and they said oh we're not going to do that but jerry's in the studio so we're going to give him your email oh all right which is pretty embarrassing because i just identified i cyber stalked right So a couple weeks later, at the neighborhood pool, one of our happy hours, I'm there with my family. Jerry's there. And my wife walks up to Jerry and says, my husband has a crush on you. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. How do you take it? It was a little awkward. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, at least it was finally the bandaid was ripped off. Right. And now, so now do do you have a bromance with him? Like, are you close? We we regularly see each other at the pool. Um, you know, we know his his family. So yeah, I mean, it's That's a couple of years ago. I forget which Jingle Fest it was, but uh, Michelle told my wife, "Hey, we got two extra VIP tickets. Do you want it?" So I thought that was a pretty good perk. Yeah. Oh wow, sure. See, this is where I'm. I get so jealous. I really do. We just recently met our first little, and that was Ryan Popovich out in Vegas. And that was a great time, and he was so nice. It but would be cool to like, have, be in be cool and around and, and hang out with little. Now you know, that we're getting I mean? to know all of you a little bit through this, it would be kind of cool. So I don't mm. know, maybe in our future. So we we should stop saying that though, because that may prevent people from coming to the summer of littles in New York if oh, they know maybe. we're gonna then want to like hang out with them nonstop. Right. So anyway, well, I don't know. We'll <laughs> play see. Play it cool. Play. We'll, cool. we'll play it cool. We'll I, play it cool. I, I would expect you'll have a pretty big turnout. Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd, that'd be, be cool. That'd be really nice. Now, are you going to Jingle Fest? I am. I have actually been to all of the Jingle Fest. Oh, Whoa. Cool. Okay. And the first one is where the upcoming will be, yeah. which coincidentally enough is the bar that's closest to my house. Oh. Sweet. So the, that's great. The first Jingle Fest, then it was the monsoon that was outside. You've heard the stories oh, yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect. And so it was very odd. You know, I just kind of went over to Kilroy's. Like I said, it's, you know, a local place. And the first person I was talking to, I believe it was Chris Davenport. And he was describing how he had taken a two-day trip driving from just outside Chicago to come to Jingle Fests. And his wife had this, you know, incredulous look on her face. Like, yeah, we really did do this. She's like, where did you guys, where did you guys come from? And I was like. Up the street. 
yeah, we, we we did have to wait for the, the turn signal on that one light, so <laughs> it, 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 it took us about five minutes. <laughs> wow. And I was blown away that people were traveling hundreds of miles. Yeah, through. it's amazing. Was that your first time meeting anybody? Were you walking into it blind, or did you know people that were going to be there? I was basically just completely blind. I mean, I, I had met Jerry, and I knew Jerry was hosting right. it. Right, but right. I wasn't a jingler. I don't know any of the jinglers at the time, so mm-hmm. it was... Uh, it was a leap of faith, I guess. It was. It would be a good time. All right, so give me the scoop. See what I did there? Again, on Chris Davenport. Nice guy? Um, yeah, great guy. No, because um, the reason I'm asking it, is because this week, we've reached out to a few littles, and we keep getting the whole like, oh, I'd love to come on, but I have nothing to say. I'm not really interesting, blah, blah, blah. And I always, you know, I use our, we have a little phrase here at the Loyal Littles Podcast, and we feel every little has a story to tell, and we're going to get it out of you somehow. Mm-hmm. And Chris was another one. He's like, oh, I, I don't think, I don't really think you want me on. I'm not really interesting, but you know, I'll do it. And I'm like, all right, well, since you brought him up, I was like, let's, let's hear your version of him. And completely agree. You can just ask him and explain that whole story about how he convinced his wife to take that trip. Because right, see, his Chris? wife and my wife are looking at each other like, right. we're married to idiots. Like, <laughs> <this> is... <laughs> all right, Chris. So there you go. There's one story you can tell already. Yep. So we're all good. We're good. All right. Can't wait. All right, so why don't we move to, like, now you're originally from there, or where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in New Jersey, Middletown, oh. New Jersey, not far from New York. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, actually, uh, I have a Staten Island connection, Roxy. Oh, you do? Ooh. My father was born and raised in Staten Island. Okay. In West Brighton. Uh-huh. And after raising 10 children in a good Irish Catholic family, my grandmother worked as a librarian for Wagner College for no several way. decades. What? So, she worked at the library. and She did. That's so cool. Well, when? Like way back when or not while you went to school? I think from the 60s to late 90s. Gotcha. Oh. There were 10 kids. So whenever the the youngest got to middle school, high school, I think she was able to start working. Right, right. That is so cool. Now, to be completely honest, I didn't go, I didn't use the library very much. I did use it my... (laughs) Was it my junior year? It might have been my junior, maybe my senior year. My computer completely crapped out, and I needed I needed to go to the library to use the computers. And well, I actually found it very pleasant, and <laughs> I probably should have been using the library from the beginning. Well, I was going to say, um, in your defense, there was internet when you went to college. So well, true. <laughs> On people like us, we had to go to the library and but use the was, card catalog. It was a beautiful place, and why I loved the campus, and I gave tours to prospective students, and I would talk about the library and the number of books they had and it was always kind of a fun that's a fun connection I love that all right so when did you leave Jersey did you go to school there and all that stuff yeah I graduated high school in uh, from Middletown South Middletown New Jersey and then went to college in Virginia oh okay Gotcha. I've been in Virginia most of the time after that so all right so this will be maybe semi-interesting so where's your fandom sports wise what teams do you follow Excellent question. I, I went to Notre Dame for graduate school. Whoa. So, uh, so Notre Dame is my favorite. Oh, yeah. For pro teams, I guess I'm kind of uh, all over the place. Uh, I'm a Giants fan, although they're terrible. Um, Not but, always. But, I, you know, I'm loyal. Yeah. Although I, be- I became a Packers fan once I bought a share of the, ah. the, the team. Yeah, I had a friend that did that. Or she got it as a gift or something like that. Yeah. So and what then, about baseball? Uh, you down? Baseball, I was, I was a longtime Yankees fan, and A-Rod really kind of, like, killed it for me. Good for you, sir. Good for you. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. 
Because I respect uh, the Yankees, but he is one of my all-time worst I, he favorites. Just, he just, yeah, yeah. And then living here, you know, adopted the Nationals. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. post A Rod, I found myself like going back and still liking the Yankees. So. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have a baseball thing for you. Oh, okay. Okay. Go ahead. I have seen every Major League Baseball team play a home game. Wait, so, Wait, you've, so been... you've been to every ballpark? No, because they've torn down and built new ones. It was, you know, it was. Well, well, okay. I didn't right. do it in one year, so it took a while. Right, right. So in my lifetime. Okay, but I've seen them all now play wait a minute, because Tiny Chuck and I have had this conversation numerous times. Now, I mean, I know most people from the podcast are going to be like, well, what does Tiny Chuck know? But I don't know. I asked. I said, now, does that count? So in other words, so you're saying if you went to the Metrodome to see the Twins play, you're saying because if you haven't been to Target Field, it doesn't count? Or I mean, No, I think it counts. That's why I couched it and I've seen every team play a home game. Gotcha. And I didn't right. say I've been to every one of their stadiums. Right. Like okay. I told KJ, like, I need to go back, go to Target Field, yeah, and me you know, too. we'll go to the game when I'm out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but you're absolutely right. I went to the metrodome yeah me too i went i went to the old stadium in san diego that's actually one i haven't been to so that's one on my list so that's that's amazing i'm i'm very jealous what was your never-ending quest because they keep building new stadiums yes i know that's the hard part especially down in florida i i think when i went it was land shark stadium or something like that they had so many different names just the marlins yeah 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 i don't even remember what what when i i've I've seen the marlins play in two different places oh wow okay yeah. yeah, I forget what the current name of that stadium is. Right. So, well, what was your favorite or top three? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with top three. So uh, PNC in Pittsburgh is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved uh, Safeco or whatever they call it out in Seattle now. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Pac Bell, AT&T, whatever the San Francisco stadium yep. is called now. Yeah. It's also a, a great experience. So, right. So you're not old school. You, you didn't say Wrigley or Fenway. No. Well, I, I really... Oh, I, Here's a Fenway story for you. Ah. Oh, okay. I got into a sold-out game at Fenway for free wearing a Yankees hat. <laughs> How'd you pull that off? <laughs> That's kind of... We should have a, every episode uh, bury the lead. Like, <laughs> How did you not lead with that? That is it's, cool. it's, a, it's a little cheesy. Uh-huh. Okay. But I was uh, in Boston with a buddy of mine who was in the Navy at the time. Mm-hmm. And... We went over to the state to, to Fenway Park, and they're laughing at us like the game sold out. So my buddy starts talking to one of the the ushers, and it turns out that his son is a fighter pilot in the Navy, and they kind of bonded on the Navy. Oh. And and the usher said, "Well, you know how the Navy's getting in today?" And Drew's like, "I don't know." And he just like pulls up a thing. Wow. And my buddy Drew says, oh, well, my buddy's with me. He's like, I right, bring him over here. And I turn and walk over there. He's like, you didn't say it was the guy with the Yankees hat. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. That reminds me of my, like, when I wear it around the city. And I used to tell people, because it kind of also brought back the memory for me. But when they'd be like, what are you doing with the Red Sox hat? And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm a Yankees fan. I'm a Yankees fan. They're like, what? What do you mean? You're Well, then why? I said, hey, 2004? We're up three nothing. I mean, did you think we were gonna lose that series? I said a buddy of mine, diehard Red Sox fan, and I opened my mouth going into game four, and he said, Oh, we're gonna come back and win this. I said, if you guys come back and win this down three, I will wear a Red Sox hat for the rest of my life. And that's what I tell people. So I can, you know, so I don't get in any trouble here on the subways and stuff. That's anyway. a good line, but it is brutal. I've actually never heard that one. <laughs> 
That's what I used to tell everyone. All right. Well, listen, you, you can stick around, right? Sure. We're in a safe space, right? I can like yeah. brag about my kids when we come back. Oh, absolutely. All right, Loyal Littles. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Big week for the Littles. Huge week for the Littles. I mean, let's start with this Saturday, June 26th at 7 p.m. We have Little Songs Live, five and a half at Kilroy's in Springfield, Virginia. Oh, I wish I could be there. I know. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get there. But we do have some other small events. Now, Bill LaHecka, why wouldn't you reach out to us? Uh, We got your back, buddy. If you are looking to play some golf this weekend, there is a Jingles Golf event, and that will be on Saturday at around 10 a.m. So yes, it's an early tea time. So get in touch with Bill LaHecka. He says the best way to reach him is just go to Facebook and reach out to him on Facebook Messenger. In other news, Littles, Summer of Littles 3.1 is adding yet another venue this week, and that venue is Dallas, Texas. Go to summeroflittles.com to meet the host and see the venue in Big D. And are you interested in a virtual venue? I mean, that sounds like fun, Roxy, Mm -hmm. huh? Well, Summer of Littles 3.1 is still gauging interest. Go to the update page for summeroflittles.com and respond to the virtual venue poll. And check in again next Wednesday as we add yet more locations for you to meet your fellow Littles. And be sure to visit summeroflittles.com RSVP page after July 1st to let your hosts know you have August 7th circled on the calendar to attend Summer of Littles 3.1. Finally, August August has a holiday. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we're lucky enough to be sitting here talking with Patrick Smith. As we've referenced many times, we email these forms Mm -hmm. that our guests can fill out if they choose to. Sure. You know, sometimes it's very informal. Some people just say whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Patrick, you actually specifically said you had a good story about something your dad did. So up until a couple years ago, my parents lived in Sarasota, Florida on a golf course, Mm -hmm. specifically on the 15th hole. And over the years, as my father, you know, explained it, he would pull into the driveway and if he, he saw the people taking like a practice swing, he'd watch their shots because the tee box is kind of like straight off our driveway. But based on the way the house was situated, you couldn't see the pin, even though it was a, about a 170 yard par three. So one night close to dusk, he comes home and he sees a guy pull up in a cart. He's just trying to squeeze around in the golf in before he, right. the end of the night. And he's playing by himself, and he looks like he's a pretty good swing. So my father watches him, looks at his stroke. Oh, okay. He goes in the house and for some reason decides he's going to like look out the back window just to see like, what did this guy's shot look like. And he sees the guy pull up in the cart, get out of the cart with a little bit of a hop to his step, and no putter. And he realizes this guy has the his single, the, your, what's a golfer's worst nightmare? He hit a hole-in-one and no one saw it. No. But your dad so saw my, it. Still counts, though. Still counts. So, so my father goes out the back door and goes, hey, did you ace that one? The guy, like, turns around and starts jumping up and down. I was like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> came by the next day, had my dad sign the scorecard. Oh, like, nice. That's awesome. So he got a hole in one and didn't think anyone was watching, but your dad was watching. Right. So that like, is yeah. Oh, that is awesome. That's amazing. That must have made the guy feel so good to know that somebody was there 
That's awesome. That's yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's like, yeah, I was out playing golf at a hole one yesterday. Oh, who was oh, there? Really? No one. I was just by myself. Sure, <laughs> yeah, you did. sure, you did. Jim right. Jong Un at eighteen holes of one in his round. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be such a great feeling. Yeah. I've never even come close. No. No. Oh, no. I, I would be thrilled beyond belief. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? I I've said this before. If I get it on the green in one, that's the hole in one for me. That's right. pay, that's that's like gold for me. So. Anyway. I, I hit the pin once. I could talk to you about Ooh. 20 minutes about that shot if you want. <laughs> wow. So you've but, been close. So it's... Well, in, one time in my life. It's yeah. in the realm of possibilities. <laughs> and I didn't even make the birdie putt. I still got a par. Oh, oh no. no. Right. Cutting is the worst. <laughs> That's right. Full disclosure, Roxy and I played around when we were down in Nashville visiting my dad. And oh. I hit this crazy second shot, part four, put it like literally, what, a foot and a half mm-hmm. away from the pin. I didn't even know where the ball went had no idea because I was like behind a tree or something and I put it I pulled out I don't even know how I did it and yeah I parted it <laughs> I missed the birdie putt so. it's the most maddening game ever oh absolutely <laughs> so so you had you said you had some stories about your kids is that true or uh yeah so okay. my youngest in softball about a month ago nearly had an unassisted triple play whoa Ooh. let me think this through Okay, obviously, he's an infielder. She um, was playing center oh, field. Sorry, excuse me. Center field? There was certainly some bad base running involved. But, uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm listening. Okay. It's so still there impressive. Was a, there was a fly ball. Uh-huh. She charged in, caught it. And then we're yelling, like, step on second. So yeah. she ran the step on second. Uh, it was bases loaded. Mm-hmm. And the runner on third had scored. And we're like, step on third, step on third. And she ran two-thirds of the way to third, and then one of the teammates went over to cover, and the girl was running back, so she threw it over. And so it was two put-outs and an assist, but she, it was a triple play. That she think, is cool. That is really cool. But does she think she could have made it to third before the runner? Technically, that runner had run home. Oh. And went into the dugout, and then was returning from the dugout to third base. So she should have been out regardless. Right. to go back and touch home. Through, yeah. You know, but I don't know that the umpire would have caught that. This umpire mm-hmm. was her second game ever umpiring. Oh, I see. And was it was a bit overwhelmed. So yeah. it was it was it was the best call to throw it. You know? Yeah, that's but, the right thing to do. That's the right thing. But you know, if you can get an unassisted triple play from center field, I mean, I might be like, uh, step aside. It, <laughs> like, I had to explain to my the woman who I'm, whom I am related by marriage that a triple play was unusual. It's like, yeah, you know, a lot of people have been like, no, what? most people have never had a triple play. <laughs> <laughs> most teams have never had a triple play. I mean, not in the like, pros. When but, it happens in Major League Baseball, it makes sports center. Right, it happens absolutely. about twice a year, right? Like it's yeah, not. Right. Uh, is this her? Is and not from center field. So. <laughs> right. Is this high school? This is uh, 12 and under, so. God. Oh, nice. oh, wow. Okay. Good for her. That's awesome. Now, little plug, diamondbackgrip.com. Have you heard? Have you seen that? I saw the tweet pictures. I may have to buy some. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome, Rob. <laughs> no, I like, I do. I, I really enjoy my, and I have to say, very easy to go on. It literally took like not even what, not even five minutes. I mean, it was so easy. You just slide it on and then you unravel it and it just goes right on. Hmm. It's pretty cool. And it's I'm better than dealing with all the tape. Game going. Oh. I don't need to do it this time, but I'll, yeah. I'll keep the score. Jingle Fest 6, like a real full on yeah, Jingle Fest. Yeah, sure. Oh, that would be amazing. That'd be cool. The problem. See, this is the problem. Okay. If we go to Jingle Fest, it's going to be maddening because there's, I'm going to want to do everything because we golf. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to want to do Jingle Golf. I'm going to want to go, if we're invited to go see a taping of PTI, mm-hmm. I'm going to want to we're go. We're going to want to be on a bus. 
I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, but like if there's a baseball game, if there's a Nationals mm-hmm. game, I'm going to want to, you know what I mean? We're going to want to do everything and you're not going to probably be able to, I would think, because I think some things conflict. So. It's, it's a full weekend of activities. Yeah. yeah. The Littles are a great group. and We need to figure out a way when we can like space them out so that if you wanted to be insane and do everything, because you're going to be hung over for most of it, probably, you still should be able, I don't know. It's going to be tricky. Like I can see the softball and golf being at the same time, which would kind of make sense. Or like you play know. nine holes and then... And then do the song. And then do, or whatever. I don't know. We'll come to that. We'll figure it out. But Roxy and I are definitely, (laughs) I got to plan my vacation around that, I think. I don't know. I think it was Jingle Fest 4, if I remember correctly, where we had a picnic slash barbecue the next day Mm -hmm. at a park. And that's where Jerry had to burn all of the TK Jingles merchandise that hadn't sold. It was like a bonfire. Oh, wow. So we could do softball the next day at a park and do a barbecue or something. Yeah, that's true. Now, this is one I haven't. It's a question I haven't asked in a while, but it's kind of pertains to the show. Did you ever go to camp growing up? I went to Boy Scout camp at uh, someplace up in New York where you were from. I'm blanking on the name of it. Now. Wood well, something, I think. I mean, I went to Boy Scout camp somewhere in New York, too, and I have no idea. Where oh, for- Forest. I went to Forestburg. Forestburg. You to Forestburg? I mean, I know, yeah, I know Forestburg, but I don't remember if that's where we went. Like I said, I've told that story before. I got my arrow of light, and then I was like, see ya, because it conflicted with baseball. So I was, I mean, I'm glad I did it. Became the Boy Scout and everything. So, Patrick, we have another, I think, surprise for Roxy that was on the sheet that, see, this is the one time I did not share the sheet with her. You're involved with some group, and you did something for her. Go into that. Yeah, I host a monthly trivia game at my local pool during the summer. And in Roxy's honor, I asked a special question this month. Ooh. Yeah. And I thought it might be fun to see if I can ask Chuck and see if he gets it correct. Oh, Ah, this is fun. Uh, This was not on the sheet, Littles. (laughs) I don't don't like where this is going, but I feel this was a setup or something. All right, go ahead. Let's see. So the question that was asked at the Wakefield Chapel Recreation Association monthly trivia this past (laughs) month, what is the minimum height to audition to be a Rockette? Okay, here's the thing. I know the answer. But it's okay. it's a sham. It's not true, okay? Because I know it's from five six to five ten. Okay, close. Wait, what? You had the well, bottom right. Yeah, yeah, I got the bonus question. Don't give it away. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry, I didn't know <laughs> there was a bonus. The bonus question. question is what's the maximum height? Wait, is it five ten and a half? Yeah. Okay, five ten and a half. But that's <laughs> it's it's poppycock. It's it's my ex roommate like hovered over me. She had to be at least six feet tall, at least. And that's without shoes. And she was been a rocket for like 15, 20 years almost. So I don't know what that's about. I don't know if they make well, exceptions. Or to whatever. be so, yes, that is correct. It's five six to five ten and a half. Now my doctor measured me <laughs> at five six when I was first auditioning, but Tell when they story. when they measure me. <laughs> There, because they do. You go to the audition. If you make it through the first round, you then get measured. And they measured me at slightly under five six. She was like five five and a half. And, and she I was like, out. wait, but can I still come back tomorrow? And they're like, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> it's a guideline that they go off of. But I think if there is someone super, super talented that they want to see more of, they will allow a little bit of wiggle room. But yes, it's five six to five ten and a half. That is really cool. I want to come to your trivias. <laughs> yeah. Now, are any other littles involved in this? Because you know, hello, Chatter Trivia Team. Uh, yeah. Well, Jerry comes occasionally. Cool. And, okay. Uh, I've been trying to get some of the trivia little to come out. Um, Chatter Trivia Team, where are you at? Oh, is it far away? I don't know the geography that well. It's a little bit easier now because pandemic, you know, traffic got reduced a little bit, but sure. it used to be DC traffic is brutal. So. Right. Yeah, of course. Right. 
of course. I only made it out to chatter for trivia once or twice, but well, I'd like yeah, to. I love that you asked that question. Oh, well, and I'd also like to bring the attention to the listeners that I got it correct. So, I well, mean, I'd have you know, Roxy, that most of the people in uh, here at my pool believe that the Rockets are WNBA stars because the answers were predominantly five ten and six foot. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> No shorties on the end. That's not surprising. But do you know how it works? Like how they place us to make it look like we're all the same? Because a Mm -hmm. lot of people don't. They think. I assume you put the tallest in the middle? Yes. No? Yep, that's correct. So some people think that the shorter girls wear taller heels. And I'm like, I would have to wear six inch heels and do this dance. There is no way I'd be able to do that. So yeah, some of the answers or some of the the guesses that we get from people about stuff like that is pretty funny. But yeah, tallest in the middle and gradually work your way It is truly amazing though to see it live and you don't even notice it. Yeah. You really don't, you know, especially when they're in their lines and doing their kicks and stuff. You just don't even... Yeah, they almost all look the same height. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. So. Yeah, the coordination is impressive. Oh, you know, I, I saw it for years on TV and I remember going as a kid, but I don't remember it, if that makes sense. And I didn't go again until we met. And it's just it blows my mind. And I know I'm obviously it's not, I'm being partial, whatever, but it, it truly is to see it live and see the syncopation and the just precision precision <laughs> is just it's ridiculous. And then I was fortunate enough after, uh, I don't know, did we ever tell the proposal story on Yeah, air? we did. We did. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I proposed at Radio City. So I had to get in connection with the stage managers and stuff like that. So I made some connections and whatever. And so she actually invited me back to shadow her. So backstage. I got to actually see the show from backstage, which was oh, just, cool. it was, yeah, it was amazing. Could see it even closer and just, and actually I'll tell this part was I the girl I was shadowing with, she actually said, and I believe this, that because it's a different union, yeah. believe it or not, than Broadway. They're in a different, I don't know why, they just are. And they, our union's called Actors' Equity. And she actually said, she goes, Actors' Equity would never allow this. At one point, they're doing a kick line. And what, what would you say? It's like five feet? Not even. We're, I think, three feet. Three feet from an edge that has like a 30-foot drop. Because what you don't see it from the audience behind them, they drop this part of the stage and they're loading on another section of set for the next scene. Okay, these women are like three feet in front of it with nothing protecting them. And so basically what she was saying, she goes, anybody but the Rockettes would never be allowed to do this this close because they know they're so precise that they won't miss. And then, wow. yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was seeing this for the, and like I said, I was backstage and I, I, I was like, oh my God, something's wrong. They're dropping the stage. They shouldn't be, you know, <laughs> part of me, but I was like, okay, they must know what they're doing. Right. Being in the business, I get it that there's behind the scenes that, you know, the audience just never sees. No. And that's one of the cool parts of even like if we're rehearsing something new and we have to obviously tech it with the stage and the stage has all these different sections of it that go up and down. And there are times where we're up there and the creatives are contemplating, is this, according to our rule book, our union's rule book, is this safe? Can right. they do this choreography this close to an edge? And it, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, it was scary. It was scary. That's all I can say. <laughs> but so we got to get to some of our fun, dumb questions, yeah. if you don't mind. Or, or did you have another trivia question for me since I'm one and oh right now? I'm uh, sure. No. Oh, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, no, let's, let's see what you got. I'll make a quick one for you. Oh, no. I'm so the screwed. The Antoinette Perry Award is given annually oh. for excellence in what field? Oh, come on. Well, wait. For it, what do you I mean? I don't know. Stop it. 
Well, what do you mean? Like excellence in theater? I I don't know. Is that the exact term or is that, that's the Tony Award? Uh, Broadway, Broadway theory. Broadway theory. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. I, I thought maybe there was a technicality in the wording and stuff like that. That stumped the entire pool down here. Really? Huh. Oh, we got to get down there, Roxy. That'd be fun. All right. Chuck's 2-0. Oh. <laughs> all, all right. right let's we'll stop there. 3-0. Oh. oh, no. All right. One more. I love how that many, this is turned how into... How many seats must a theater have in order to qualify as a Broadway theater? He knows this. Of course I do. <laughs> uh, well, wait. Ooh. That's the minimum. No, I know, but is it 5 or 501? I think it's 500, final answer. 500 is correct. Yes. Yeah, because it's 499. Yeah, 499 is off-Broadway. Right, mm-hmm. right. The whole, the whole logistics thing is just so silly. Okay, but, but I have a trivia question. Okay. How many seats are in Radio City? That's for you, sir. <laughs> do I get a range? Within Have you ever been to Radio number? City Music Hall? I believe so when I oh, was okay. much younger. Well, I was going to give you a hint, so but if you've been there. it's very large. Yeah, you know it's big, it's right? It's larger than Broadway. Yeah. I will I will give you that hint. I'm going to give you a bigger hint. It's a lot larger than Broadway, <laughs> but not as large as Yankee Stadium. Okay. <laughs> There's your range. <laughs> I was going to say 5,000. That's really That's close. That's a great guess. That's, That's a great, great guess. guess. It's actually 6,000. Is it 6, 6 even? As far as I know. Oh, okay. All I right. mean, I haven't counted them but right, that's what right. I've, I've been told yeah right. six thousand seats that's a great that's guess. A big theater it's so beautiful to look out at i have to say All can right. you see much when the state lights are out uh not too much but you can feel the space and you can feel especially when it's a packed house you can feel the energy now, of the audience, which is so when cool. your fiance at the time sat in like the front and second why why well, i, well, I, I I could see kind of any normal theater. You can see the first. You I can would see say the first couple like rows, like five rows, five or six rows. She was being very yeah. unprofessional. She winked at me. Well, you know. <laughs> Are you sure it was you? That's a good point. That's I'm, a very good point. I'm pretty positive. I should have done it like a turnaround. Like, wait, wait, right. who's she looking at? Who's she looking at? <laughs> All right, so let's get into some of our quick, fun, dumb questions because we're running out of time. But I actually have one. Okay. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Green tea. Ooh. That's different. Wait, what? That's actually a green thing. tea ice cream. Have you ever had it? No, I don't, I don't think so. It sounds good. Really, it does. Yeah. It's a staple at like every sushi place. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I still don't think I've ever had it, but that sounds. I really mean, I good. don't go into sushi places, so that's why I didn't. But I do. I think now I will. Yeah. Now, now, <laughs> now I know. Yeah. Yep. Try it. Yeah. You'll like it. Cool. All right. How about what is your most embarrassing childhood memory? Ooh. I love it when I they do that. I think I would have to say when I was in first grade, my parents made me dress up in a giant green suit on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, we would have been best friends. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. And then my first grade teacher thought it was so adorable slash ridiculous that she then paraded me to show me to every other teacher <laughs> in the oh. class in the school. <laughs> We definitely would have been best friends. Well, hello, you had a teacher. I had no idea it was ridiculous. My father was telling me, let's see, Patrick's Day. Everyone wears their green. <laughs> Everyone's going to have fun. Oh. Everyone's coming to school with this. Right. No one did oh, that. No. That was just me. Yeah. Roxy was such a suck up. Did you hear the, one of our past episodes where if the teacher called out sick, she would call her mom to tell her not to come to school? I mean, like. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm telling you. It it now look, there are some teachers out there if you can help ex- explain this better to me, I'm happily I'm open to listening, but they put me in a class of unruly children 
thinking that I would be the one good influence on all of them and I would like turn their lives around and it didn't work. (laughs) And so that's why my teacher would call my mom to tell her to keep me home if she was calling out. I think sometimes it's like a fantasy draft. Yeah. The principal is saying like, you get these, you know, four knuckleheads and that teacher's (laughs) like, well, you got to give me Roxy. Like I am not taking those unless you give me... That's, like Maybe. Very, that's kind of good, they actually. They probably are doing that. That's, that's like the opposite of what you would normally. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I think that's a fair answer. Absolutely. And Patrick, we'll get you out of here on that. So is there anything you want to plug? Are you on Twitter and all that? Um, yeah, I'm Smitty Scoop on Twitter. I just want to uh, make you say it. Okay. Any uh, Summer of Littles plans? My Summer of Littles plan is a little confusing. We're currently um, planning to be in Lake Tahoe on a family vacation. So I think I'm going to make it out to San Jose Ooh. and meet some Littles there. That's the nearest summer of Littles venue. Well, San Jose will be a great time, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it looks like it's going to be at Top Golf, so that should be fun. Oh, that's cool. the Top Golf one? Oh, yeah. That's going to be great. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. This has been so great because I was so excited when I found out who Smitty Scoop was. So we appreciate the time. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Definitely under. Whoa. Ooh. Roxy nailed it. It's, it's neater. It's easier to pair exactly what you want. Yep. Okay. I might have to try this. Okay. Fair enough. One of, one of our bathrooms, side. there's a, a vent nearby. If you go over, then it starts blowing it. It starts unrolling. Yep. Oh, wow. So now we're getting into a, uh, depends on the whole situation of the bathroom and where the vents are. Okay. Interesting. When my kids put on over, they make a mess. It drives me nuts. <laughs> yes. And well, it's the same with cats. And I know there are yeah. some cats out there that don't do this, but I grew up with cats that did do this. So that's why we put it under. And there's very little difference between cats and children. Yes. We can start telling some of these stories now, Roxy, Mm -hmm. about like when her mom comes to visit us. I'm the good son-in-law and I turn (laughs) it around. I do. When we have a guest and I know they want it under, I turn it around Mm -hmm. because we have it over. So So you're a Chuck Todd. Well, no. (laughs) Trust me. I would rather just keep it over. But... I'm just trying to be nice because I know it makes it. It's going to sound insane. He's trying to stay on the in-laws' good side. I was going to say, let's. I'm <laughs> sucking up. Let's call it what it is. I'm totally <laughs> sucking up. So, but now that we're officially married, I don't really because this is when we were just engaged. So I felt no, like you still have to make a good impression. Yeah, I have to make a good impression. I guess. All right, fair enough. All right, Patrick. <laughs> thanks again for taking the time. We really appreciate you coming on and meeting the littles. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure. All right, loyal littles. We'll be right back. Brad Weiss, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and I'm just going to say thank you, Smitty Scoop, for that wonderful time. I'm just kidding. Thank you, Patrick, for coming on the podcast and telling us all about your love for Jerry Negrelli and all these other great stories you told. We'll have to get Chris Davenport on. I do believe he's going to come on soon. And Todd Takei, I still don't think this is beer. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) This is great. It's fantastic. And we did remember to put it in the freezer. I'd never heard of that before. Mm. Had you ever heard of that? Mm -mm. This was a little tip. Now, now, Todd, we have to know, actually, was this a tip for this beer? It must have been because he didn't tell us to do it with the other one. So I'm so interested in this. Like There were specific instructions. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that came with this box that he sent us. So now, it was, was that of, just because of the shipping? 
I have no idea. So anyway, so thank you again. Yes. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So we really appreciate it. So Roxy, I'm obviously going solo this week, and this is always hard for me because Simon, what up? Simon, I, I don't know, are, is he still have Emily in the closet? Is that what's happening here? Because, <laughs> I mean, he's, he should be here because yeah. Roxy's all caught up on The Bachelorette. I know nothing about it, but I want you to give your quick little, uh, I don't know. She texted me the other night I was at work and she's like, tears. Oh my gosh, like this episode was just full of sadness and sad stories from these guy's past and from her past but it was really eye-opening so of course i text her i said what can't someone get in a cat suit dress up like a cat and you know let's change it around let's turn it around yeah no it was a very interesting episode and she had actually we didn't even get to the second group date of this week because there was so much content to get through and so the first group date she took these men on they all sat in a circle and basically told a story from their past that they aren't proud of like a relationship story that they aren't proud of. And it was very eye-opening and very informative and some good things came from it. But of course you have the one dude who's like, if you look at me you'll and hear my stories, you'll just see like all these red flags. But came on this show hoping maybe worst case scenario, I could become the next Bachelor. I mean, that's totally the wrong reason for coming on the show. But then he was like, yeah, but then I met you and you're amazing. So she kind of bought it, which I, I wasn't, too pleased about but I think she's just trying to figure him out before she passes any further judgment but all the other guys were like this dude needs to go now so that's more drama whatever survivor can you please come back (laughs) ASAP please (laughs) all right go ahead Anyway, and then this is a bad combination, me drinking beer, because I'm going to be a total smart ass. No, it's fine. It's fine. And then she had her one on one date with Michael, this guy, Michael, and he has a son and he had a a really heart wrenching story. His wife died of breast cancer two years ago. Um, That's sad. And just how she handled that conversation, she's present in every conversation that she's in and very focused on not only searching for someone who can support her, but she is also looking for someone that she can support as well. So it was a very, very touching moment. The two of them clearly have a connection and we'll see where that goes. She gave him his rose and she said this rose carries a lot of weight to begin with, but even more weight because I'm also not only giving this rose to you, but giving this rose to your son. So that... Tears, tears. It was such a beautiful moment. Anyway, lots of, lots of drama to come, I'm sure. And I can't, I'm here for it. Wow, you're done? I was going to take a nap. Well, I didn't have enough time. That's great. No, that's that's well. Something that I've I've been wanting to say for a couple weeks is I I love the days after the episode airs. I'll go on Instagram and I I literally just go to the search page. I don't even type anything in, but because of my interests and the phone tracking my interests, scary. um, You know, I get all of these different updates popping up of various people posting about the show. And some of the memes that come out of this show are freaking hilarious. We have one guy who's every time the camera's on him, he's making some weird face or he's having some reaction to whatever's going on in real time. But the camera is capturing his face. And so people are creating memes about his face. So good for him. That's pretty that's pretty great. Um, I just came across one that was who do these contestants look like? And the one that I said from the beginning, Christian, looks exactly like Neil from the Santa Claus. Exactly. The one you showed me? Yeah. It's Judge Reinhold. 
Yeah, Judge Reinhold. All right. I believe I had that. And Christian is also from Boston, so he's got the the accent. And I'm so curious if he likes Sam Adams. I, I would love to shoot him a quick message and be like, hey, do you like Sam Adams? Do you know if he's from Revere? Revere. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> all right. So, Littles, who's watching The Bachelorette? Probably no one. Just probably me. No, probably. No. But we'll get to the bottom of that because then we'll never have to talk about it again. Just kidding. Yeah. No, I uh, won't No, it's your you. thing. I love it. I like that you have your thing. It's cool. Now, we just wish Simon was here because Simon's he into it, too. He would have some things to and say. And I think Emily's into it, too, I believe. So, yeah. we'll have to see if we can get them back on. Mm-hmm. Real quick, in honor of Jingle Fest, I'm going to force Roxy. This, is, this whole part is about you, Roxy. You're going to tell the story because... I get to watch Roxy rehearse sometimes because in our apartment, because that's really all we have here. So she tells me about this gig she got because gigging is coming back. So she's excited. I mean, obviously, I've been back to work for about two months now. Mm -hmm. She's starting to get some gigs here and there. And this one, basically, she got to do a dance to a jingle. And she never even thought about it. I'm like, this is a jingle. When she played it for me, I was like, this is hilarious. So tell them all about it. So I got to do a gig on Monday for a someone who's retiring from a marketing company or moving to somewhere else. I don't know the whole story. But anyway, his name was Pete. And these people hired us to perform a parody 80s jazz dance to the song Beat It. Oh, these were the honey taps, right? Well, it was through the honey taps, but it wasn't honey taps. Not the honey taps. Right, gotcha. okay. right. So, was- so we danced to this Michael Jackson's Beat It, <laughs> but it was changed to Peat It. And the lyrics were just basically things that were about him, inside jokes between him and his coworkers, and just really, really fun stuff. It was really clever. I didn't get a lot of it because I don't know Pete. Right. I don't know him either. So, I mean, literally one of the lyrics was, no one wants to be a vegan, Uh uh-uh, you know? And we were just like 80s jazz dancing to this, and it was outrageous, but so much fun. I wish I could have seen this. I was playing softball. It was so Uh, much fun. (laughs) I wasn't invited anyway. But... It does. And I do have to say, the impressive thing was, because when she said, oh, someone's going to sing it, but we have the track, mm-hmm. I thought she meant they were going to sing it live. And so she played the track for me. And I have to say, the, the I, I don't know, Joe Arrow, maybe you can chime in about this. They did the lyrics, these made-up lyrics, but I swear to you, it was Michael Jackson singing this. Yeah, it... It, it was not I mean, him singing it, it obviously, but, but whoever they got to sing it... They did it in... Did a really great impression great? of him. I mean, it was like spot on. And I don't it know if that like was... sounded like Michael in, Jackson. I don't know if that was intentional or if that was well, coincidence sure, sure um, or a little bit of both, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. We we wore white fedoras, all black, our like little jazz shoes, white socks. Like it was so much so fun. So Roxy's back and it was, at it. And, and most importantly, you got paid for it. I did Hello. get paid for it. A lot. I couldn't believe. Like, and they ate it up. Yeah. They loved us. All right, Roxy. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us to talk all about gig life and most importantly, The Bachelorette and... Anything else you want to talk about? Anything else. Tell us your problems. We'll, <laughs> we'll figure listen. It out. We'll listen. We're here. You can email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. So, and we'd also like to thank, of course, Patrick Smith for coming on as our Meet the Littles guest. Such fun times. And Rube Sharma and Brad Weiss for our bumpers this week. All right, say goodnight, Roxy. Goodnight, Roxy. That's for you, Ed. And use the code, people. Use it. My husband has a crush on you. (laughs) (laughs) There's a girl in Memphis. She's my 
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.